Welcome to Suddenly I Realized, the podcast that sees two hardcore fans reluctantly reassess their obsession with sex in the city. We can't help but wonder, has Carrie Bradshaw finally fallen off her Manolos and her pedestal? Have we lost the will to carry on? I'm Mary Fogarty. And I'm Vanessa Kyo. Welcome, Vanessa. Thanks very much again for having me. You're very welcome. Here we are on episode three, entitled Bay of Married Pigs. I wonder what this one's about. Well, what's the, what do you think is the, the general theme of this week's episode? I think it might be the fact that all married couples are pigs. <laughs> Nasty pieces of work judging the poor singletons of Sex and the City. According to this episode, yes, that is correct. And, and in real life sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. But they would have us believe that it's every couple, all of the time, everywhere. Yes, the couples who feature on this episode are just evil incarnate. Yeah, um, yeah and out, out to get all the the single people, a.k.a. Carrie, et al. Yeah, and uh, do you know what? I'm going to say this, Mary. This isn't the worst episode no, it's more childish nonsense from these adult women. Is it? I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love Sex and City because I really identified with it at the time. And I can still, even though I'm not single, <laughs> sorry, disappoint you fellas and ladies, but I I can still get where they're coming from to a degree. So to I'm going to be degree. objective here because I'm not here just to bash the whole thing because I do love Sex and City deep down. The well, show, it's I a love-hate kind of relationship. I yeah. Think. And there's definitely a lot of love uh, but also a lot of hate and a lot of bashing. Yeah. Particularly of Carrie. So don't be disappointed, okay? We are going to bash the fuck out of her. Uh, so she opens as usual clattering away on her little keyboard and telling us about her trip out of New York to see her Stupid, boring, married couple friends in the Hamptons. Yes, uh, named Patience and Peter. Okay, so I think this is a clever like device by the writers. You know, the alliteration, how smug are they? Patience and Peter, Jack and Jill. Already we hate them. If a smug married couple invited me to go to the Hamptons, well, obviously I would go because it's the Hamptons. But no, why would you go? Well, I'd go uh, just, I suppose, for a little holiday. With a couple? It would very much depend on the couple. I would have to Patience say. and Peter? I wouldn't go anywhere with Patience and Peter. No. So I think Carrie deserves what she gets here, to be honest. I mean, no good can come from going to visit a couple. But she insists that they're fun and smart. And they really aren't, as, we, as, as the episode proves. Uh, something I noticed in the introduction to their home where Carrie is visiting is that she's sitting in their kitchen, observing their perfect ways, smoking, which is very unusual now. Nowadays, to march into somebody's house and light up a cigarette. But maybe she asked beforehand. We didn't see. Oh yeah, footage. we didn't see that. that it's was... like when you watch Big Brother, you know, back mm. in the day, or Love Island. That's more relevant to our younger listeners. And uh, we don't have we any all... younger listeners. No, we've no listeners except my mom. But um, hi, Iris. hi, Iris. Maybe she asked beforehand. You know, we just didn't see that footage. We maybe only see forty minutes. It's just quite jarring to see. It is with the eyes of a two thousand twenty-one mm-hmm. year old <laughs> no, offense, Mary. Uh, no but it is weird it is jarring when you see someone smoke yeah on tv but let's let's go back to those days i, I won't call it days. out every time no please don't and so she's regaling this stupid couple that are sitting right beside each other aren't they is yeah that, yeah instead of spreading out around the room they have to be right beside they're each together other. yeah they're they're uh they are one and carrie is one on her own at the other end of the table she's regaling yeah. them with an anecdote about single life and she's just telling them about you know just getting off with somebody in a taxi as you do and they're kind of agog like because that's never happened to them before and I just wonder like who is she friends with is she friends with Peter is she friends with Patience we'll never know because um, we never see them again Um, just like I think most of the people that she uh, mixes with in series one or claims to be great friends yeah so yeah her bestie Patience that we never see again She's kind of explaining that she has to kind of perform um, for her meal and her night in the Hamptons that you know she has to regale them with her single life. And they are fascinated, but you can tell that once they go to bed, close the door, they're like, oh, thank God we're not single. Thank God we don't have to go on dating apps. Well, that's just people now. But you know what I mean? We have arrived and poor Carrie is floundering. But still, they're interested in, you know, her life. 
they're living vicariously through Carrie. I think that's the general gist. And she's happy enough because she gets a night away in the Hamptons. And luckily, when she wakes up in the morning, she feels rested and fabulous, as do I every day <laughs> when I wake up. And what happens next? Yeah, so she wakes up. She's delighted, fabulous, and all the rest. She goes out to take a piss and um, what she says she's going to take in the spectacular view who, who says that i couldn't wait to get up and take in the spectacular view like you arrived at the hamptons yesterday you've seen the view don't get up flick the bean have a mimosa but she decides to get up and take in the spectacular view and she opens the door and who is standing there but peter patience's husband bestie and he has his dick hanging out we don't see said member on screen we only see his we see his bum. bum okay and Carrie I mean look nowadays it would be hashtag me too and he'd end up in yeah, Alcatraz <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, one of those men joy but no Carrie's kind of like bemused taken aback he's just standing there couldn't care less in a t-shirt and no pants which is which is the worst so thing see, that's what I'd be pissed off about there's like, nothing worse if, if he was fully nude it yeah. would be less shocking. There's just something just so disturbing and, and just, it's, it's, yeah. it's out of a psychiatric institution. or I, no. I think he's kind of acting like a psychopath. He really is. he's standing like, hello. Just go um, naked or go home. I know um, you live there, but just, you know, put on your pants or take off your top. One or the other. One or the other. And if somebody kind of accidentally catches you in the hall and you're on your way to wherever in the nip, don't just go, hello, good morning, yeah. like he does. And now, she's... he's not embarrassed. It's not a kind of, a, you know, awkward thing. He's not quite happy. I think he's a cup of coffee in his hand yeah. and he's showing his willy. She's kind of, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, and he doesn't apologize and they have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then there's the awkward moment where she has to tell Patience mm-hmm. what she saw. So she tells Patience and... She says, <laughs> I ran into Peter in the hallway without his underwear on. Now, hang on. Why does she have to tell Patience? Well, I mean, what what would you do? I would go, maybe make a joke of it. Go, oh, bumped into your Peter. husband. He didn't have anything on. An accidental kind of meeting in the I hallway. I wouldn't do it in front of Peter. Actually, I'd probably say nothing. Would you just say nothing? I'd just go out and get a mimosa. Yeah. Do you know what? It was. It'd be different if he was there waving about and going, "Oh, look at this! Open your mouth!" But you know what I mean? Like that's a different kettle of fish. But he was just standing there. And he's own weird. Home, he's no, weird. I, you know, I know we have to kind of say it's all wrong, consent, and blah blah blah. But if I was Peter, I would just be like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were there." Yeah, but he didn't. No, she was there. Like, no, he didn't say sorry. He didn't react at all. He acted like a lunatic. But maybe he thought that she's coming to a house with a couple. And maybe he read into it. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It's all very weird. And, you know, don't look at it with 2021 eyes. It's weird. Well, he was very weird. She announces, well, not announces. She she tells patients and she does kind of say it in a lighthearted enough way. And she says, P.S. Congratulations. Which is kind of gross and weird. It's very gritty. Yeah. So she's kind of exacerbating the situation. I know she's trying to make light of it, but then just say nothing. I, 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 do you know what I'd say? I, if I was really worried, I would have said it to Patience. And look, Patience, she's very misnamed. She's very misnamed. Is that, is that, is that, she's no patience for this. Is raging. She, she's fuming. Fuming with Carrie, of course, because they always blame the other woman. And why is it Carrie's fault? I think she's just pissed off that Carrie drew attention to it. And I just think you shouldn't say anything, Carrie. You know, unless he's running after you with the, with the penis. And it depends on how well you know your friend too. And obviously she doesn't know Patience all she that well. She never speaks to the woman again. Yeah. Patience kicks her out. She sends her on the bus. Sends her home on the bus. And um, then Carrie decides to tell her friends, a.k.a. Miranda, Charlotte and Samantha. Yay, Samantha. Yeah, so they're, they're sitting in the coffee shop and they're talking about yeah Carrie again and her situation. Oh yeah, well, sure, who else have they talking about? Yeah, there's a few sexual innuendos about the size of his dick. So I don't think Carrie was that traumatised. See, that's my issue. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't traumatised at all. No. So I'm not trying to dilute what happened, but... She wasn't. It was. She found it quite amusing. I think what she was pissed off about, and I get this. I'm going to support Carrie on this one. 
Okay, write that down. I put she, it on the whiteboard. You have a whiteboard. Yeah. We don't at all. So we have absolutely nothing here. Um, we don't even have the script or pens or papers. We barely have a microphone. But um, <laughs> she, you know, was saying once you are a single woman, you are a threat, basically. And then they talk about his dick. Yeah, and it's like at the end of the day, if your husband is wandering around in the all together, <laughs> sorry, the whole age am I? In the all together. In the all together. Your husband is <laughs> in the all together. Wandering around in the all together. Why would you snuff me? They're just stitch on. Why would you blame your friend for setting eyes on his willy? No. You, it's stupid. Um, so they're going on about um, his giant knob and Samantha's being her usual perv, which is very amusing. And so wonderful. there's a waiter who comes along with what you call it, those big pepper, pepper grinders. Pepper, pepper mill. Pepper mill, pepper grinder. Pepper grinder. Is there a difference? Anyway, it's big, it's massive, and it reminds. Does it remind Carrie of his willy? Or yeah, does it remind me of his willy? Said, someone's willy? One of them had just said, How big is it? And the waiter has the pepper mill, and she raises an eyebrow. Okay, and, and like, then oh. like, mm. Mm. yeah, it was amusing at the time. It kind of goes on for too much because they're all, mm. Mm. so you mean that the peppermill is the same size as a stick? And, and then yeah. the Benny Hill music starts yeah. playing. <laughs> okay, so basically he had a big dick and she's not threatened by it. She's just pissed off that she is now a pariah because she's single and married people hate single people. Charlotte wonders, how good a friend was she? Well, who cares? We, don't, we never see this woman again, so not very good friend Miranda is very resentful and very bitter and I think maybe needs counselling because she's just harping on about when someone gets married all bets are off she's very heavy Miranda very heavy I'm not she just she is quite heavy in the in the early uh, episodes Mm. yeah she's she's quite miserable I don't know if I want to be around there right now Mm. as I'm doing my therapy I just want like love and light you're lucky I hang around with you Mary I'm Um, full of love and light yeah she finds fault with everything so her her, Miranda's issue is that uh, married women are threatened because single women you know can snatch their men and single women can have sex whenever they want so can married women really um, with their husband not with their husband yeah Yeah. but um, Charlotte says I would never sleep with a married man Borough, Charlotte. Yeah, Borough, yeah. Charlotte. And Samantha quite rightly says, what makes you so sure you haven't? Yeah, Wedding Charlotte. rings come off, you know? This is the one who has sex with the gardener. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler anyway, alert. Maybe he wasn't married, but you were, Charlotte. Yeah. You were. We'll talk about that um, before we get cancelled, hopefully. So there's a, a, a lot of back and forth here, but uh, along, it's all along the same lines. And it's just letting us, the viewers, know that this is the theme of the program. That Married people are the enemy. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, Carrie's like, was Miranda right? Were we enemies? Well, you're our enemy, Carrie. <laughs> um, and then she gets quite deep. I like when they do this little kind of mm. dip into uh, politics and history. Is there a secret Cold War between marrieds and singles? It's another riddle of the it's a, Sphinx. It's getting there. I mean, the answer is no. I will tell you that. So then they do a kind of a you know montage of which they don't do in the later uh, series or the later episodes. A montage of strangers. Strangers. Nobody knows. Um, Skipper's gone. So all these strangers are talking about when I was single. Um, I was desperate, and now I'm married, and you know I I feel comfortable and. I don't like being around my single friends because they remind me of how desperate I used to be. Um, what a bitch. It's all very exaggerated. It's very extreme. There's something seriously wrong with the husband of the first stranger who's rabbiting on about how great it is to be married and how terrible it was to be single. Oh husband. yeah, he's a bit of a corpse, isn't he? He's a waxwork. He is. He's just like, this one woman, yeah, she's just talking about how awful it is uh, to be single because she's married now. He's just like, oh. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you either marry a corpse or you marry some of the personality and they're all bad. That's my view. I'd agree. Um, one thing I do agree with in this box pop is that a lot of people who are married use the pronoun. <laughs> going to get into pronouns. Not by they, which is the pronoun du jour, but we. We. I never say we. We like this film and we I never it. say we. We, no. we, 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 we. we. Like As never, one of the said. like I just would never say I'm in a relationship. We like this. We're going there. Mm. I just say I'm going. There's also another one. There's a guy who says he used to hang out with his best friend all the time, and then he got married. The girl doesn't like him, and he doesn't see him very often. Uh, which can happen. It can happen. But maybe his friend doesn't like him either. And then there's another 
Sorry, I'm just skipping ahead here. Yeah, yeah, uh, well. I'm sorry, that's how my brain works because I'm really annoyed by this line. So there was a reference to the Cold War. Genius. Mm. Very deep. Um, Some deep stuff there. And then she says, no, it's not a Cold War. It's an out-and-out battle. Is war not worse than battles? I always, you know, I was brought up in like, you know, we've lost the battle, but we haven't lost the war. There's no actual fighting in a cold war. But a war is a war. Mm. You can have a cold battle. Mm. I know you can't have a cold battle. But like, realistically, a battle is just an event. It's like having an argument. Mm. It's not an ongoing thing. Sorry, Mary, I don't don't agree with this. I think the writer should have thought this I think we're going to have to look them up and email them. And um, we're not going to do that. Um, so we're going to forget. It. I'm going to forget about this. And it was yeah. Stanford who said it. Really? I thought yeah. it was no, Stanford said that. That was it. Was um, they're on the street. Stanford and Carrie walking along, talking oh, about this very subject. And Stanford, who looks fantastic in this scene, by the way, he actually he looks, looks great. really well. He looks very young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're wa- mm-hmm. they're walking and chatting and about the. Obviously, Carrie's article of the week because what else would they talk about? And she says, "Yeah, you know, um, the gay guys he knows are they couldn't get married at the time in uh, well, probably anywhere, but they're they're going off to Hawaii and reciting vows and feeling superior to Stanford." So again, we're just stressing that straight women, gay men, we've a lot in common, which I do, I, I yeah. do agree. Not generalizing. Don't attack me, but. Yeah, there's kind of a solidarity between the two. <laughs> and Stanford says, I miss the old times when everyone was alone. Me too, Stanford. But you are alone, Mary. Once I go. I don't know what I'll do, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. She's two bottles of wine in the fridge. I know what she's going to do. More than two. And it's not just drink them. Why do I go northern <laughs> when I make a joke? That's not even funny. Um, that's not even We're not going to be okay. uh, including jokes about me. Okay, are we not? Uh, well, Mary's spoiled sport. You can include jokes about me. No, no. I mean, I was going to say about me specifically using bottles of wine for anything other than drinking them. Oh, okay. So Mary's not going to use. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's a Virgo, so all she's going to do with the bottles of wine is drink them. Okay. Clarify that at the weekend. At the weekend, which is not working, and she's going to have sip. So let's let's move on to what happens in this scene because it's mad. Okay, so they're walking along. Stanford looks great. Carrie doesn't look too great. And she's not the fashionista that she becomes to be. Just thought mm. I'd be a bitchy and say that. Which is just um, cr- no, quite she's, normal. she's fine. She's, she's normal. Lovely. Yeah, she looks great. I mean, she looks fine. Um, anyway, they bump into two guys. <laughs> she looks and, fine as well. She's great. She's amazing. I like the man from the Muppets, the two granddads. You know, like, it's brilliant. It's amazing. It's okay. It was all right. It was mm. terrible. Yeah, so she meets these two guys who are, one of them apparently was straight before and yeah, he was in Miss Saigon and uh, we don't know if Carrie was with him or just knew him. But anyway, he's totally gay now and he's with his life partner and they flash the rings and it's all lovely. So they're a couple as well. So it kind of proves Stanford's point that he, uh, yeah, everyone. Stanford feels like an outcast, yeah. like Miranda does as well, apparently. So what happens next? So basically, um, I don't know their names. Mary, you're the Virgo. You have the list. Lou um, and Joe. Lou and Joe. Um, the list. Yeah, are thinking uh, of having a child. And, uh, well, they discover, first of all, that Carrie is not married. Because that's oh, what yeah. you ask when you see somebody on the street. And you want, you, are you, want, you, want, you want them to give you an egg. Are you married? Are you married? She's not married. Okay. Um, so she's not that's married. So basically, uh, Joe and Lou want to have a kid. And they already have a surrogate. So they have somebody who's going to carry the baby. Um but they need a top-notch egg. How do they know her egg is top-notch? Exactly. They Obviously, Lou has literally just met her for the first time. Joe hasn't seen her since he was in Miss Saigon. And no idea. They've just approached a woman that, like, and obviously he hasn't spoken to her in years. Yeah. Um, and just said, we need a top-notch egg. Just because you've got good fashion sense isn't as good as it will be. She's a heavy smoker, for a start. She yeah. ain't a spring chicken. But, you know, like what myself. is she? Like myself. But, like, I'm not giving anyone my eggs. I'm not I mean, anybody my eggs. Certainly no. not a stranger that I just met on the street. It's, it's bizarre. I know it's for the, you know, to propel the narrative that mm. we're just being used and everyone, we're pariahs and everyone hates us because we're single and they just want our top-notch eggs. But, I mean, would you not go to some, like, 20-year-old crackhead on the street? Well, we'd be better off with that than Carrie. 
Um, because you're going to get the narcissism gene there. True. Um, yeah. She feels like an egg farm anyway. She does because one man, one gay man who's high on love asked her to donate an egg. If someone approached me, I'd rather donate an egg than carry the child. Carry Fair enough. The child. Oh yeah. Like if, if your beloved family member or closest friend who was, you know, maybe having trouble conceiving or whatever and, and asked you to do this for them. Not a, an actual stranger. No, but she, she knew he was in Miss Saigon. I don't think he's a total stranger. Yeah, more or less. Lou's a total stranger. She hasn't seen this guy in so long that she Mary, didn't even know she he was gay. She doesn't even know Patience and Peter and she went to their gaff yeah. and then got shocked because he had his willy out. She do she this to be honest, yeah, if you give me 10 grand, I'll give you my, my banjax eggs. You heard it here. You heard it here, people. Me broken eggs. Eggs, 10 for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, she's an egg farm. Meanwhile, we're going to move on now to another single woman who's about to be humiliated. And it's actually Sid. I wish I knew the names like you do. Who's Sid, Mary? Miranda's date. Okay. Spoiler alert, Sid's a woman. So playing softball, Miranda's with her company, with the firm. Yeah, she's been basically set up on a blind date with a woman called Sid. And she thought Sid was a man. Mm -hmm. But this only would work because... Of the name that it's a unisex name. It it's was Sid like, with a Y. Yeah, but she obviously didn't. She I'm didn't sure know. I'm sure spell it, was, it out. Yeah, they said it on the telephone. So she believes she's meeting Sid, the guy, for a date. Look, her name wasn't like Elizabeth. Well, yeah. Well, then she would have known. Exactly. She would have said. Then, then there would happened. be no I know. silly farce. Exactly. To overcome. So her colleague introduces her to Sid. Said Miranda, look at you two, it's a perfect match. Well, I'm going to excuse myself. Says Miranda. Oh. So Miranda leaves Sid standing there like a spare prick, no prick, and goes over to berate Jeff to say, look, I'm not a lesbian. Now, there's no kind of, you know, I the way they handle this, this is back in, you know, late 90s. Like, it wasn't kind of going, how could you dare, you know, say mm. I'm a lesbian. I think it was handled quite well. To a degree, but... Yeah, Miranda's just like, I'm just not gay. Like, yeah. it's not, she's not because horrified I'm si- yeah. or anything. Just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm gay. My but issue with this is, and it is an issue, she told Sid she was going to get a soda. Mm. But she didn't come back with a soda. See, that's see, that's so how like, I differ thirsty. from Miranda. I would have gone and got a soda, had a chat with your man, said, listen, I'm not gay, gays are great, whatever, but I'm not gay, and then come back with a soda. Yeah. Because then Sid now knows I'm I'm a liar. I'm a fraud. I didn't go to get soda. I went to talk to to Jeff. To stupid Jeff. See, these are the things I worry about. Uh, do you know what Jeff said to her? I do, what? Mary, because I watched the episode, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> Not for her to go. I've been with the firm eight months, and I haven't once seen you with a guy. Says Jeff. This is how he concludes that Miranda is gay. Are they not but supposed to be working? He hasn't seen her with a woman either. But like, that's what, what I mean. They're what? in a work environment. What are they supposed to be doing? Like walking around with big dildos? Going, I don't Look know. Me. They're like, just working. Why would you know anything about a personal life? And um, he, he haven't seen <clears throat> you with a guy. Like I haven't seen you with a guy. Yeah. In eight months. Like <laughs> I've had drinks longer than that. Like why would there be a guy there? There should be. Um, so Miranda says that would be like bring your boyfriend to work. Oh, that'd be fun. Mm. I'm gonna do that. Um, when did being single translate into being gay? Which is a good point. Yeah. And she goes and talks to Sid and tells Sid she's not gay. They had a fine. right old laugh they had the whole mix up. Good yeah. laugh yeah. and decided to play ball. Um, so, so poor Sid, who, by the way, separate to all of these arseholes, is just, you know, wanting to go on a date. Just wants and to that's meet the thing. Like, we don't actually look at it from Sid's point of view. Mm. Like... Miranda goes off to get pretend to get soda, and Sid's standing there, yeah, um, like Billy No mates, like a gobshite, and going, somebody like, else's work do. Now imagine, like imagine that was like Miranda as a lesbian and just walked off. How hurtful! Yeah, the whole it, it's thing awful. is awful. It's and no one thinks about it from Sid's point of view. It gets worse for poor Sid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Apparently, Miranda and Sid played really good tennis. Baseball, basketball. Look, I don't know the, the ins and outs, the details. Sport not, happened. Sport, sport happened. Sport happened. They were very good at the sport. And they had fun. And then the firm's senior partner comes over and he commends them on their sportswomanship. And Miranda says, oh, it's all about teamwork, Charles. And he goes, no, it's Chip. So magically, because she's supposedly in a relationship, she's suddenly... 
Yeah, worth... they played so well together that it means that well, they're obviously together, mm. and they the Chip Charles whatever loved the fact that you know God they're a great couple, and mm. he wanted to he wants to invite them to a dinner party because just with couples. So immediately I go, no, thank you, no. <laughs> um, but he he just wants couples, nothing fancy, nothing fancy. <laughs> really. I mean, if it's not going to be fancy, yeah, I'm just going to stay no at reality, home. I'm not going. I'm staying at home. I'm going to watch <laughs> X Factor. But anyway, um, just couples, nothing fancy. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. Why don't they just say, oh, look, it's just a buffet. Nothing fancy. Uh, you know, it's not just black tie. Just some couples. <laughs> this is going to be a very, very they boring orgy. Shoot. It's just couples. Um, yeah, we don't They're have the just... Mormons coming. <laughs> just regular couples so um, nothing <laughs> fancy um, and they'd love it if they both could make it oh. and uh, basically Sid and, Sid, Sid and Nancy Sid and Nancy Sid and Miranda say yes we'd love to um, because they see that if they go as a couple then it's good for Miranda's career it's good for the but career. Sid has literally just met this woman two seconds ago she knows she's straight. Listen, she, Miranda went last week to dinner with someone who said she had nice legs. True. Like, yeah. Honestly, she's low onto herself. But so, Sid, like, why is she agreeing to go along with this? But is, does Sid not work for the firm? Oh, does she? No, I don't think she even does. I thought she did. Oh, does she? Do we care? Oh, Jesus, who cares? Like, nobody but, cares uh, do about who, Sid. Do you know who really cares? Who? Is Chip's what, weirdo wife. Who, when he's inviting Miranda to dinner, is just, just shows up by his side and strokes his arm and, and smiles. She, she She's like the guy in the box pop. Yeah. <laughs> the chorus. Now, basically what happened there was she got no lines because I just know from being a former actress that if you have lines, they have to pay you more. Huh. Yeah, so maybe they're on a bit of a budget for um season one. That's just, that's why. Let's not read too much into that, Mary. Or if you're married, one person talks and the other person says nothing. <laughs> It could be true as well. And one of them shows their penis to your friend. Exactly. Okay, so um, we're are we back to Carrie Bradshaw? Well, t- as we always are. <laughs> it's always about Carrie. Back in Carrie's apartment and Miranda is telling her about her day and explaining that it was because Chip believed they were a couple. And he says, uh, sorry, she says, I know it. I've been with oh. the firm for two years. He's barely spoken to me. All of a sudden it's Chip. So she's kind of saying... Because she's now in a couple. She's worth his time. And I do think there is truth to this. This is one of those. Mm. And look, I'm not a bitter loser singleton. Mm. I have a boyfriend today. See what happens in an hour. See what happens when it's airs. Or even when I go home. You're crying listening yeah. to him. <laughs> Eating your tub of ice cream. I miss him. I do. I do agree with them here. I'm sorry that you, when you're single, people you're are scared of you. Yeah, because yeah. you're going to shag their husbands well I don't know I mean I have many friends who are married and I don't think any of them suspects me of secretly wanting to shag their stupid husbands foolish women <laughs> actually most of their marriages are over yeah anyway um, moving on god we're gonna get so much hate mail and petrol bombs in here yeah Miranda talks about you know the fact that she's in if she's in a couple you know it gives her more weight it hires her status and yeah i agree i'm sorry it does if you're a woman i think maybe not if you're a man hmm. anyway we are really digressing i think we should go to uh, well miranda announces to carrie that she's going to bring sid to the dinner and essentially pretend that poor sid is her partner uh, i'm determined to make partner in this firm even if i have to be a lesbian partner so like that yeah. poor, well, repetition it's, it's good partner but um, this poor woman who just would quite like to maybe meet somebody is being dragged along for this bullshit so then Carrie uh, has a thought oh god her one thought of the day maybe the cold war we're going on with the cold war analogy yeah. maybe the cold war isn't about hate maybe it's about fear fear of the unknown married people don't hate singles they just want us figured out. Yeah, but they used to be single. How? Yeah. Uh, like. Uh, no, but the thing is, in the box pop with your woman and the corpse, she kind of, yeah, does hate singles. They make people feel uncomfortable and remind them that they were sad when they were having loads of amazing sex. So, um, no, look, basically, I, to a corpse. I would wrap this up in a nutshell. I would just go, you know, grass is always greener when you're single. Mm. 
you're having loads of sex maybe with different people it's all great maybe get a bit lonely you know when you want to watch dvd or does anyone watch a dvd i'm so old <laughs> um, well actually I've, I've been watching this very series on dvd there you go you see and you're very had, old so I, prove my point. I had some trouble finding a device to play it <laughs> on remote control. so yeah she had no device to play it on um but yeah like it's just you want what you can't have and then you're kind of like I'm married and I hate the fucker but I don't want to go back and date again because they're all fuckers that's what it is that's, that's what, what it, it is. is and when you're single you hate all the fuckers you're dating you wish you just had one nice fucker that was cosy and you can't get them because you just want to wax work yeah exactly yeah, so you know woman. honestly there's no point to any of this just get a dog um, or a cat. No, honestly, or sorry, Mary's a cat person. I'm a dog person. There's a cat literally right there. How could you say that in front of oh, We should have a contest next week. All the viewers ring in and say, We don't have share. viewers. Oh, yeah. Listeners? We don't have listeners either. <laughs> okay, we'll just do it. We'll ask our mums to do it. Yeah. Um, so, Hi, anyway, Leslie. yeah, let's go with. Um, yeah, we're going to continue on. And Carrie has lunch with her next favourite couple because Patience and Peter. She's Which is very fickle. David and Lisa. Favourite couple. And David, David and, Lisa and Lisa similarly are literally glued together. Yeah, as one. They're shoulder to shoulder yeah. at this lunch. That's, in my opinion, actually quite rude. That's something that I wouldn't do. But I know people like that. I wouldn't do it. If well, I they're went... afraid they're going to get snatched. Like, you know, like invasion of the body snatchers. They are, like, they're afraid that someone may not think they're together. But if I and my boyfriend were literally out for lunch or a meal with one other person i would find it i would feel very uncomfortable Mary, nobody wants to go to lunch with you and your boyfriend okay? i don't blame them no but honestly it, it is a, it's an insecurity it is that fear that if we don't sit close together someone may think may come up, come on to my husband or come on to my wife they may not know so they have to pretend to be silent strings well it's very gross it is gross so i kind of i i do kind of get this episode a bit i'm sorry i do um, so they're being smug they're sitting together Very. they're trying to be progressive and they come out with well I don't think of us as married so much as together all this they're back and crap. forth is so annoying yeah um, and they have this little kind of you know trip down memory lane remember that day you wore the white dress and we got all the flatware what's flatware that's what I want to know is it Tupperware but who gives Tupperware for imagine if you gave somebody Tupperware for a wedding present no, it must be plates. Do or you something. know that when they're saying these lines, it just I just go into kind of like like into a catatonic state. Like I don't uh, listen I to no this. Idea if anyone talks about on. plates, Tupperware, flatware, white dress. <laughs> See, I this is the first time I've actually looked at these words, and it means nothing. Doesn't mean anything now. Didn't mean anything then. I don't care. Yeah, who cares? So they're smug, they're delighted with themselves. Carrie's sitting there. You know, if she's doing this for research, so we'll forgive her. She's vomiting into the onto the floor of the restaurant, into the flatware, like the rest of us. And uh, they ask her. Well, what, sorry, one of them asks her. I'm not sure which one of the entity. I can't even uh, remember their name. Do you like being single? And she says most of the time she does. Like whatever, who cares? It's like saying to someone, do you like having a pub foot? Like what? Is it, but it's not. It's just like saying, do you like having a head it just is who cares like either way sad? No, do you like being sad but it doesn't necessarily mean she's sad do, but anyway do you like being a loser like but if I came out to someone I just I'm often provocative like you know in terms of what I, I say to people just because I'm bored would you rather like, would you rather have a penis as a nose or a vagina as a mouth yeah. like, and most people say vagina as a mouth yeah. but it's just do you like being single? You know, you just see someone eating a pack of crisps, you know, trying to make friends <laughs> with someone at the bus stop, you know, undateable. Um, she says it's fine. Most of the time she likes it, but there's other times like family functions when you're the only one that's not married. And they sit you at the kids' table. And again, does that happen? I mean, that would be very rude. It. I don't think it does happen. I don't think it's, it happens. Yeah, it doesn't. Or when the two of you eat off the same fork. Ugh. So gross. They are vile and they're very rude. And um But I just presume she's doing this for um, you know, work related reasons. Yeah. She can't be unless she has a fetish, you know, about sitting with smug married couples and watching them. I don't know. I don't know why she's doing well, this. Well they're her favourite couple. They are her favourite couple. Um so she anyway. concludes she concludes 
that she may not be the marrying kind, whatever that might mean. Are you the marrying kind, Matthew Care? No. Good to know. So uh, they fix her up anyway with this jacket. Okay, what happens here is Sean walks in. Sean, again, is just another blow in. He's a friend of, I don't know, what's it called? David and Jane or whatever their names are. <laughs> and he appears like, what the hell are you doing here? And obviously it's a setup. They brought him here because Carrie, poor Carrie the leper, has no boyfriend. Mm. And they're trying to do a nice thing. Um, It's not very nice, but Carrie doesn't do nice things either. So, well, Carrie yeah. doesn't treat Sean very well, I'll tell you that. Exactly. So they said, do you want to stay for dessert? And he's like, well, of course, why not? And Carrie knows it's a setup. Um, and she says, another time I hate being single is when married friends, do the quotation marks, Mary, surprise, fix you up. So anyway, they had two espressos and a tiramisu later. I'd be knocking back the fucking gin. Well, yeah, why are they not having wine even? Are they espresso martinis? Probably not. I don't know. But anyway, the two small couple have gone and Carrie is sitting there with Sean and he's talking about himself and he's saying that he's it's too boring to talk about yeah and he's talking about himself so basically um he is the marrying type okay Mm. he's talking about his parents he'd been married for donkey's years and yeah carrie suddenly realizes um that she was having coffee with the marrying guy the elusive and rare manhattan man whose sights were set on marriage like sorry last week we're Carrie is whining about the fact that um, men fancy good looking women aka models so they're Mm -hmm. modelizers now she's lamenting the fact that there are men who um, don't fit into this category who actually want to get married that's not good enough for her either but that's what I'm saying so last week episode men are bastards because they treat women like shit if they're not you know supermodels now men are pricks because they want to get married evidently That's yeah I well I don't think she thinks he's a prick as such but she's like oh you're so pathetic you want to get married. no she doesn't think he's a prick but she yeah she thinks he's a loser yeah. okay he's yeah. a loser of the yeah. skipper proportions yeah I mean it just he seems like a perfectly nice man so he asks can he see her again and she's like sure I mean she's not bowled over but she does she's it she's wasting this man's time over the next week and a half she meets Sean for a movie. Then she meets him for another movie. And then she helps him pick a cheese grater. And it is like torture for her. It's like she's, you know, doing community service here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no one he's, wants to pick out a cheese grater. But he's putting in a bit of legwork. He's trying to date a woman. And he's, he's not the worst. He's no, hardly Quasimodo. Yeah. And then he invites her to a big housewarming on the 12th. And he invites her and her friends. And yeah. She says, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll go. Then she does another beautiful analogy. God. And it was like the flesh and blood equivalent of a DKNY dress. You know it's not your style, but it's right there. So you try it on anyway. Poor fucking Sean. Poor Sean. She knows she's not feeling it. They have a a kiss and it's really awful. You can see her kind of being like awkward as usual okay she's just going with the flow that's what she's doing let's just give her the benefit of the doubt he said come to the party she's going to mislead him she doesn't fancy him but maybe she's thinking okay I've got some friends I'll bring them to the party what else am I doing I have one column a week Um, it takes me an hour to complete what else should I do with (laughs) my days okay so she agrees to go meanwhile on the east side a pseudo lesbian couple attend a right wing republican dinner party and Miranda is dressed up as a lesbian. She's wearing a suit and tie to go on a date to this dinner with Sid, who deserves a medal, frankly, for going along with this nonsense. Poor Sid. This is so awful. See, that's why I think Sid works for the law firm. I think there has to be something in it for Sid. Um, I See, don't Mary, know. I trust you because I just kind of, you know glaze over these little details look I could be wrong but I just didn't get the impression that she was anything to do with the company really that she was just okay but why did your mum invite her who knows but we just see a glimpse of them arriving at the dinner and Miranda dressed up in fancy dress as a lesbian okay real Um, Madonna-esque you know power couple um 
don't mess with the lesbians type. But Miranda is not actually a lesbian, so she no. has actually gone to her wardrobe and gone, how can I make myself look gay? Yeah. Like, it's awful. Um, and then Samantha... Yay. Over on the west side. Charlotte and Carrie go to poor Sean's housewarming party. Um, <sighs> and it's full of couples. It's Everything's the, full of couples. It's like a nightmare. It's the weirdest party I've ever seen in but, my life. But it's in, everybody is, it's like Noah's Ark. It's like Noah's fucking Ark and these three walk in. And I'm sorry, but honestly, I wouldn't go. Honestly, if I was with my Siamese twin, I wouldn't go to a couple's party. But they're so, they're all so weird. All of the couples are just together in their couples separately. All, just, and what actually happens, at, I don't know about, I can't speak about other countries, but I certainly know in this country if it's a mixed group usually would be what might be at a party the couples might arrive because they've you know been the same form of transport like the car they got the mm. bus whatever taxi then they separate all the men go off to one area and all the women go off to another oh, well, area yeah, they're just or separate. whatever and they all and they separate they meet at the end of the night but they all hate each other they just they don't like get me out of here for the entire night they don't speak to each no, other they don't and they that's go the off it should be so Samantha my spirit animal she is disgusted Where's the bar? She said. And your, your man says, kitchen, you can't miss it. Room with the stove. So there's no BYOB so, yeah, in Manhattan. But, um, but there is wish. Room with the stove. Mm. These couples are gas. Okay, so Sean uh, is giving Carrie the grand tour of his... Um, Stupid his, apartment. Yeah, which apparently yeah. is, you know, they work out that he's basically waiting for kids and a wife and all the rest of it just because he has a house well um, he he announces that the room they're in is, is the den but someday it's going to be the nursery and okay. he's he's bought like a children's mobile but we've we've, that we've, for now. Yeah, I've skipped. we've okay. skipped on ahead there so, we'll so samantha's so- in the kitchen okay. having a perfectly normal conversation with a perfectly normal man and she's saying my accountant says that it's best to go with low risk stocks and he's like, that depends. What are your expectations? Well, I'm not sure. So they're having a really, like it's a work-related conversation. It's very boring. And his wife charges in and he immediately introduces her. says, oh, honey, this is Samantha. Samantha, this is Elaine. And Elaine is like, I need you in the other room. Fuck off, Elaine. Yeah, but you see, Samantha's stunning. So she is that's like, what it is. Um, also, that man, do you not think he looks like Stephen King? 100%. Image of Steve. I actually thought Stephen For a second King was it a cameo. <laughs> but don't all American dads from the 1980s and Stephen King have look, the same look? The same eye, some eyeglasses, the same eyeglasses. Same eyeglasses? The same, same, glasses, same, the no, same, same spectacles. hair, the same glasses, the mm. same clothes, the same demeanor. Same, same shirt. Same. Same, same talking about King. taxes. Exactly. So that's what I thought. So that kind of distracted me for a bit. Um... So yeah, you know, I get it, but like what the wife, Stephen King's wife should have done was just like, hi, I'm whatever, Elaine, and um, lovely to meet you. And there's like, there's no way you're going to be with my husband, my husband, no offense, Stephen King, but you know, he ain't Chan Tatum. So <laughs> Sean is doing the tour uh, with Carrie and he's showing her the den and she's pretending to be interested, as we all do when people are showing us around their houses and all we want to do is get drunk. Um, and we forget to bring a glass with us. So basically, um, he's Rookie using mistake. <laughs> bring your drink. Bring the bottle. Um, he's using the room as an office, but one day he's going. He hopes it's going to be a kids' room. It's like, a bit much. It's a bit Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a bit much. It is a bit. It's much. It's a bit I, much. Do you know what? I don't know any many talk like this. No, it's not real. And he's bought, he's uh, got a child's toy, a mobile that he bought uh, three years ago in Aspen. Okay, what Joseph Fritz loves toys. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the little what, child snatcher in Chaggy yeah. Bang Bang. Ooh. I think he just wants to be a father. Weirdo. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd be gone. Well, look, I just, I, I just go. I have to get a drink, and um, yeah. So basically, he's desperate. He's desperate. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit much. He's a nice man, but this is all a bit much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Carrie tells Samantha, "Okay, I owe you." And yes, you do. She says, "I didn't know that all his buddies were going to be married." Oh my God, Samantha, you're doing tequila shots. Yes, she is. 
and rightly so. And she and Samantha's, uh, it's dawned on Samantha that she's actually slept with a lot of the men in the room. Even Stephen King? Even, uh, I don't think she puts I think they would have mentioned it. Yeah, I don't think it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's one of them. And she's like, never thought I'd see them again. And Carrie, the massive bitch, says, maybe we should start tagging your married men. And that way you can keep track of them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you were with Patience and Pina, you were talking about having sex with someone in a fucking tab. And you were like regaling them to earn your fucking, uh, your accommodation. So how judgmental is Carrie? Like when you were in Patience and Peter's, you were gaining them about your dirty fucking sordid sex life. And let's get down off our high horses, Carrie, about sleeping with married men. Will we? No spoilers. No spoilers. (laughs) Natasha. Uh Uh-huh. Natasha. Don't be so judgy. She's supposed to be your, one of your closest friends. Do you know what it is? When Carrie organises something, right, and she doesn't get the details, like a good friend, right, if you're bringing your two single friends, you'd say to Sean, Sean, are there going to be guys there? Are there going to be single guys there? Like, they can go anywhere in New York. Why do they want to go to a shitty fucking house? Gaff party. Gaff party. They may as well, like, which is basically Joseph Fritzl's basement (laughs) and uh, with toys and dens and whatever. On the Upper East Side. On the Upper East Side, yeah, it was nice. Oh, shit, it's West Side. But anyway, it doesn't matter, it's New York. Why would you not get some details for your single friends? Honestly, if I was I in it, would. Honestly, yeah. if I said, come to this party with this strange, I would say, to my friends, I would say, okay, there's a few people who are in couples. There are a few singletons. I'd ask them, Which why is would they Which is like, really a normal situation. It's quite an abnormal situation for every single person at the party to be... It's weird. It's, it's, it's so very weird. Odd. It's very odd. And why did he ask them to go just ask Carrie? Don't ask her to bring her friends. Why, like, why bring why? your friends? Why bring your friends? Yeah, it's tiring. It's around this time now <laughs> I get a bit tiring. drained and I need a drink. Okay, so basically Samantha has shagged everyone except for Stephen King lookalike and Sean, maybe. Charlotte reckons Sean's going to propose after a week and a half. Two films and a Wilkinford cheese grater. Samantha's pissed off because she's worried that Carrie's going to get married and she says... If you turn into one of those married assholes, I'll kill you. I love her. I do love her. I wish you would kill Carrie. <laughs> then we wouldn't have a job. This is our bread and butter. Yeah, they're talking about all the yeah, they do more kind of interviews with friends of Sean and how he has any friends. And they're saying he's the greatest guy. He loves kids. I'd be gone. I'd just be gone. Taxi. Anyway, plus he owns his own business and he's got $300,000 in the bank. I'd be back. (laughs) I'd be back. But like, who is going to be telling somebody about their friend's income? Because obviously, Sean is like, there's a girl coming. Um, I want to marry her because I'm desperate. I want kids. I'm fucked up. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to sell you. We're going to tell her you're rich. Oh, they have to say we'll see $300,000. That's all. That's all. And these two women are like, we both slept with him and he's great in bed. What? And they look like like two women out of the Magdalene Laundry like <laughs> for American viewers, listeners, Google it. But honestly, they, they don't look like they're very uh, miscast. Misnaming yeah. and miscasting <laughs> is really the topic of this episode. Um, anyway, the party's really boring. So Miranda, or Samantha gets drunk. Apologies, Samantha gets drunk. I don't really see... Have you ever seen Samantha really... No. You know, or not lose it, but you know, have you ever really seen Samantha overindulged booze wise? No, 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 I'd say, she, and she can handle her whiskey and stuff like it's really well. She was downing shots of tequila, which is a lot, yeah, but Charlotte is all like, Oh, you're too drunk, I'm gonna get you out of here. And then who appears, guys? Listen, do you remember <sighs> the beginning of the story? Or two bloody patience. Peter and Paul, Peter and patience, Peter and Paul, um, Peter, they, Paul, and yeah, Mary, they rear their ugly heads. They're delighted now because Sean is dating Carrie, apparently. So that means she's not a threat. So Patience uh-huh. is just, you know, delighted. She's forgiven Carrie for casting her eyes on Peter's <laughs> dick, which was hanging she out. She didn't have any choice. Patience says, when Sean told us you and he were dating, we were so thrilled. Okay. Well, I wish I could find happiness in someone else dating someone. I mean... They've been dating for a week and a half. It's not like we're in a committed relationship. We've yeah, announced it. I've no serotonin. Sorry, this is not about me. I was thinking. I know they're thrilled. They're thrilled. <laughs> they're they delighted. went on on two dates, three dates. 
So then Carrie, you know, attempts to kind of apologize for catching sight of um, Peter's dick when he was standing outside her bedroom door with his dick. Patience cuts her off. Don't mention it. I said don't mention it? Yeah, because Carrie tries to mention it after Patience says don't mention it. And Patience, no patience. So ironic. Um, and Vanessa, I mean, Samantha sidles up. <laughs> oh, I like the way you did that. Did it again? Vanessa, I mean, Samantha <laughs> sidles up. No, that's it. Okay. No, that's it. that's your lot. Okay. This party is terrible. Who are you? <laughs> I love the way she goes. Hey, who are you? <laughs> um. So <laughs> I heard about you. She says, "Big peppermill dick." I just think Mary goes all the snap out the commitment. <laughs> big peppermill dick. All right. All right, big peppermill dick. That's what it reminded me of. Huh? Huh? Big peppermill dick. Oh, I'm gonna be saying that. Um. <laughs> Can we say that to someone when we leave? Oh, yeah. Well, you're staying here. I'm going to walk home. I'm going to get my head kicked in. <laughs> All right, big pop Shout it at some stranger on the street. Oh. They'll probably ask, ask for their eggs. <laughs> for your eggs. My fucking scrambled toxic dead eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you can't want a big pop Anyway. Oh, <laughs> you know I'm going to do it. Oh, oh god. god, let's get to the end of this. For <sighs> fuck's sake. And just as suddenly our little ceasefire. You see, ceasefire, cold war, They're keeping the ongoing theme going. battle, love Listen, it. The theme it. takes a very dark turn later on. So, Well, from our perspective, uh-huh. from our little island, um, our little war torn Ireland. Um, so, over at Miranda's pretend date. The fake date, uh, Miranda decides to tell Chuck. Chip, Charles, that Sid and she are not a lesbian couple. Like, Sid's a lesbian. Like, it's none of your fucking business what they're... Well, anyway, they're not together. Now, there's no reason for them to say this. All Miranda had to do was say nothing, and then maybe when Chip, Chuck, says to her, oh, how's Sid? Oh, we broke up. And if he goes further and he sees her with a guy, probably won't happen for a while. Just go, oh, yeah, I'm bisexual. You didn't even say that. But like, why Why do they keep, why do they do that? There's no reason for her not to keep up the pretense. No. Why? She just felt like being dramatic. And then she goes, what irritates me when she says, in fact, we're not really, even really lesbians. Well, Sid is, I'm not. Say nothing. Just go. Just get the fuck out. Um... Chuck. I don't. I don't like when people reveal truths when there's no need to. There's no when need they've to gone, do this. When they've planned this, you know, elaborate ruse. I just and she's, you know, taken the big Marlena Dietrich suit out and yeah, you know, the Catherine Hepburn fucking. And lipstick. Sid is like, I've gone through this charade for nothing. Sid has very few lines, so I just wonder how much did you know? There must be something in the equity contract where <sighs> if she spoke more than twenty words, mm. they're probably gonna have to pay her grand or something sorry that was the clink of the prosecco glass my glass is empty it's completely empty so it's mary's um she's the worst hostess ever basically he tells um yeah she tells him she's not gay and we expect charles to be like leave this firm straight away you're banished from my kingdom and (laughs) no uh they twist it and he just says my wife will be disappointed she was looking to add a lesbian couple to our circle this is the waspy wife. You that, know, has, that doesn't speak. That doesn't speak. Can you just imagine it? Charles, I just would like to add a lesbian couple to this we circle. We don't know enough lesbians. Um, which is never going to happen. But they just wanted to show that Charles was, he was an okay guy. And he didn't care if she was a lesbian. He's a um, gent. Yeah. So Miranda and Silent Sid are in the elevator. Um and Miranda's thought is voiced by Carrie and she's considering how much easier her life would be if she were in a couple any couple yeah anyway so so Miranda's ruminating about how she just wants anybody so what she does is kisses poor Sid yeah Miranda which is the biggest insult to Sid goes definitely straight as if you know you weren't good enough to turn me which is so rude like just kiss her just go oh that was gorgeous oh, don't you know. kiss her you can, don't, don't kiss her just go home yeah just, just go just home just say our thing didn't work or it did work and or, Sid's like yeah you are like why are you along for this but Sid's just grasping the straw she's just, yeah. just hurt so she's hurting back Um. so yeah Miranda curses hard. her heterosexuality and wondered how much longer she could fight the war Meanwhile, Charlotte cursed tequila and forced Samantha into a cab. Samantha's gay-eyed. 
She decides Samantha's too drunk to get home alone. We've been there. Yeah, we've all been there. A good friend Charlotte bringing her back to her luxury apartment. Um, as they go, I love this bit because um, we're all Irish too. The doorman is from the 19th century. He is um, a poor Irish immigrant, Tommy. Kind of the old country. Yes. And he is uh, immigrated to New York to look for gold and a better life. There's no gold in New York, is there? Well, there is. I'm sorry. Honestly, like, where is Tommy from? Like, did he come on he's, a coffin ship? Like, he's from the famine. <laughs> no, he's from the famine. Samantha takes a shine to the poor Irish immigrant from the 19th century. And when Shara thinks she's put Samantha to bed, Samantha sneaks back down. We've all done it with, <laughs> you know, working class Irish doorman. Um, and she is standing there in front of him. And he's like... Wow. She asks him for a cigarette and he gives her a cigarette and then she asks him for a kiss and then she reveals, she takes off her coat and she's in her negligee. Or her, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. Her body is perfect. Oh Mary, you're cursing your heterosexuality now, aren't you? I, I nearly would be. You would? You wish you were Tommy? Anyway, Tommy is like, yeah, definitely and goes upstairs with her and yeah, they do the deed. We think we don't see it. Charlotte is awoken and she goes out and she sees uh, poor old Tommy and he's, uh, is he wearing pants? I can't remember. Is he holding something? Ah, oh, he must be wearing something. He's holding his willy. He's, no, he's holding something in front he's of himself. Dripping, his dripping and cum. Oh, he's holding his, his coat. Do- his doorman's coat over his arm. From his old uncle Padder who said, just hate this with your son on the ship you to America. You can will. be queer and cold over there in New York. Oh, the, the wind is bitter to bite your bollocks. <laughs> and um, like Samantha did. So he is caught and Charlotte is disgusted. And Charlotte does this thing. It's like Jack's eye kind of look with her eye. Do you oh, notice it? It's, it's kind like of a wink. Evil. It's a, it's a kind of a, the, the actress does like it. a, a bit of a mannerism. It looks like a tick. I call it the, the Charlotte Japs eye. <laughs> and she's, it's when she's disgusted or confused. And uh, he apologises and he explains that since he left home, it's, you know, he's just been missing the feel of a woman's touch. Like, I've been... Mary. Mary's getting hot and heavy now, aren't you, Mary? excited. You've missed the feel of a woman's touch so far away from home. So Sure, Jesus Christ, it's a long way <laughs> from Tipperary. Anyway, so yeah, he's just he doesn't give a fuck basically, but he's he pretending says, to be. Um, I've yeah. been so lonely since I left home. And Charlotte's doing the job side look, and she's going, I'm going to the bathroom now. When I come out, you won't be here. What a fucking bitch. Like, you're that's well, he's the help. That's he Charlotte help. for you. Yeah, so yeah, she's disgusted, which I don't like that. I don't, I she think says, I never want this mentioned again and he goes let me get the door for you miss because he's a doorman and I kind of like goes, that <laughs> but anyway fair play to Samantha she got her hole she got her hole and Tommy got his hole and he has to go back to work well look I'm sure he'll go back to work with a uh, spring in his step so he goes but yeah he's, so he's gone we never see him again but I thought he did quite well I yeah. as an actor I thought he was quite good I, I hope his career did well after that I've never seen him since but uh, maybe the he's actor done plays, theatre I'd say he's done maybe off Broadway he could be a crackhead if anyone knows who Tommy the doorman is please email or if you are Tommy the doorman please email so okay so Samantha got her hole and that's the best thing about this episode and then we're back to uh, Carrie and Sean, the marrying type, that bastard. So basically, instead of Carrie just admitting that Sean's not her type, she has to make it into a he's the marrying kind, I'm not. It's like you last week it was... You don't fancy him, Carrie. You like, don't fancy him. You don't fancy him at all. Um, <sighs> you know, last week it was, oh, he's a modelizer. I don't fancy him. She basically tries to let him down gently, saying, I don't think this is going to work. We want different things. You obviously want to get married and I don't want, I don't know what I want. And then poor Sean is like, you can smell my desperation. Like, well, he well, is I can now. <laughs> <laughs> so he is a bit of a psycho. He's uh, wanting to have children. What a weirdo. It doesn't work out and he's basically, he's turning the tables and he's saying, I don't understand you women. All I hear is, I want to get married. And none of you says yes. 
What the fuck? Well, they so... don't want to marry you, Sean. They just don't fancy That's what Sean. the fuck. I know, but he's not the worst. Well, he's not the worst. Apart but from what they're whining about somebody not wanting to marry you. They don't, but, they don't. But everyone's whining about everybody. Oh, like, yeah, they, they do are. want to marry me, they don't want to marry me. They're modelizers, you know. They're showing me their dick and they've got a t shirt on, which well, is I mean, the worst defense. defense no, thing yes, so far. Carrie has the bright idea to cast all her sloppy seconds onto Charlotte. And she says to Sean, I may know someone who's perfect for you. At least this time, it's, a, you know, a fairly good match. Not like when she knew that Miranda would hate Skipper. Yeah, maybe she's learned her lesson. Maybe Carrie yeah. does learn from her mistakes. Well, this time. She goes, Charlotte goes out with Sean. They have a brunch here, a concert there. And then they go to look for... um plates flatware i think it's flatware yeah poor sean just always fucks up he says i always wanted this passion for formal dining and charlotte is like are you serious all i'd be thinking is three hundred thousand grand in the bank three hundred thousand grand in the bank marry him for a year <laughs> break up you get 150,000 that's how it's it works not in america a lot of money for Going through a marriage and a divorce and having to have sex with the person. All right, Ivana Trump. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, everyone has their price. I don't know what mine is, but it's not that. It's okay, not it's not. Grand. If you have 300 grand you in the bank, don't buy approach. a house for 150 grand. Not in Dublin, but if you're in like Vermont. Manhattan, mm. definitely not. You, well, it was 1998. You no, know, on holidays. Jesus, Mary. It's not the worst. Anyway, um, doesn't work out with Charlotte either because uh, he doesn't, she doesn't like the passion. The same plates? The same plates. He yeah. likes. It's ridiculous. And he was Car- American yeah. classic and she was French country. And then, there, we, yeah, we go back to Tommy, the Irish immigrant. Um, he approaches Charlotte and he says, your friend never calls like she promised. He actually doesn't talk like that, but <laughs> he may as well. Um, I can't even do an Irish accent. Poor Irish. Tommy. Charlotte then gives him the job side again. She doesn't even say, oh, look, she's just, you know, that's the way Samantha is. Or, look, you'll do better. Or what's meant for you doesn't pass you by. She it's gives him the job side. Yeah. Job side, look. I don't know. I don't know why they did that scene. Well, oh, poor old Tommy. He's, I'm sure maybe, Tommy, the actor, didn't mind because he gets more money. Matthew more, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, unless they, do, they did it the same day. For the, oh, for the boarding house. Hopefully now we meet a fine <laughs> Irish lass. Um... <laughs> Okay, we're coming to the end of the night. Honestly, we've just run out of uh, brain. Listen, there's something very jarring about to come. So, okay, Mary, I'm going to let you do this. It's your fave. So, we know Carrie's very wise. We do know that. So, Riddle of the Sphinx, Cold War, and um, it goes deeper, guys. I'm just going to read it out. And then we'll see what we think. As I sifted through the rubble of my marriage skirmish, I had a thought... Maybe the fight between marrieds and singles is like the war in Northern Ireland. We're all basically the same, but somehow we wound up on different sides. <laughs> we need to get her involved in the peace process. But like, imagine her in the Good Friday Agreement. So we've got like Bill Clinton, John Hume, and ladies and gentlemen, I'll introduce you to Ms. Carrie Bradshaw. It's going to be like, you know, the, the scene from, mid, from Mean Girls. Like, hands up if you've been personally affected by the IRA. <laughs> now, hands up if you've been personally affected by the UVF. You see, we're all the same. Why can't we all just be happy and get along? Why can't we all get along? Um, Very wise. Sage words. Yeah, there. sage words. And I just think there is another scene where you just go to the cinema. But I just, do you know what, Mary? I'm going to go soon because I've had enough. But <laughs> this episode wasn't the worst out of the three. It, wa- it wasn't, but this line alone. Yeah. So in terms of gee bagometer. I mean, this is 10. It was for me three. And so, then it got, because of that line alone. That line. It's funny. It's, how, it's funny how one line can just change your, Turn it your on its head. perspective. Yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm not going to give it 10 because that's, I'm sure there's a 10 to come. And then. But this line is a 10. There's that line yeah but we have to do it like um, what do we do in maths a medium Ooh. an average um, I'm gonna g- go five I can't add up I can't do maths um, let's let's just put it into the computer okay it's a 6.5 that line <laughs> alone yeah escalated the gee bag on the 
I do like Tommy. I think he could have come back. I'm, I would expect him next time to be dancing on the table, Kate Winslet, in the working class quarters of the Titanic. I'd like to see that. And then Carrie's like, why do people dance when they're so low? Um, why, do poor, why do poor people dance? So, at the very end of the day... It's 6.5 more the bagometer. 6.5 on the bagometer and a little bit more uh, wisdom from Carrie. Sure, it'd be great to have that one special person to walk home with, but sometimes there's nothing better than meeting your single girlfriends for a night at the movies. Loser. I think she's giving um, going to the cinema a lot of credit here. She really wonder what movie they went to see. Like it's nice to go to the cinema. I mean... It'd be great to go out out with your single girlfriend. Maybe they go out afterwards. That'd be more crack than hanging out with a boy. But she keeps saying these things. Um, you know, there's nothing better than going to the cinema. Like, you know, is there going like was the next episode them sitting at the cinema? No, it's not. They just want to find a fella. Everyone just wants a bit of dick at the end of the fucking day. On that note, (laughs) tally ho, Mary. That would have been a better closing line. Everyone just wants a bit of dick. Isn't that right, Tommy? At the end of the day. At the end of the day. So tally-ho, it's been real. Thanks for having me. 6.5 and looking forward to next week's episode. Episode 4, which I have no idea what it is. I haven't looked it up, have you? No, we're the worst no. researchers <laughs> in the world. We don't claim to be researchers. No, what are we? Bullshitters. Yeah, losers, bullshitters. Um, we're no better than Irish Tommy. Listen, it was lovely. Uh, sorry, it was lovely, <laughs> it was lovely for you to have well. me. <laughs> it was lovely for you to have me, Mary. Um, you're welcome. Okay, we will see you next week with more insights into the gee bag that is Carrie Bradshaw. Bye. Night. Thank you for listening. You can contact us on suddenlyirealized at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Please subscribe to Suddenly I Realized on patreon.com. Cover art is by the very talented Patrick Kinsler whose work you can find on craftypads.com.